Welcome to Wonders and Wisdom with Megan and Leonie. We are here to talk about our wonderful, sometimes not so wonderful, experiences and how we are turning them into practical wisdom. Because making meaning out of what we go through empowers us. Today we are here to talk about the wonders and wisdom of growing through relationships. Both of us have learned so much through the relationships in our lives and our relationship patterns have also really changed in in the last few years specifically. So we would love to talk about some of the things that we've learned and insights that we've gathered through all of these experiences. And we felt that in order to kick off this episode, it makes a bit of sense for both of us to do a little bit of an intro, short background, just talking about the role of relationships in our lives and sort of a specific angle on that for both of us. So we are going to start with Leonie, giving us a <laughs> bit of background on relating in her life. Yes, thank you. So I think for me, I would like to focus on friendships and it has been quite a challenging topic in my life so far. I know that for some people, friendships are just like this normal thing that they have and they never think about it. But for me, it's never been that way. So um, when I look back, it's not that I didn't have friends. I, I, I did always have friends, but they kind of switched quickly. So during puberty, also some good friends kind of friendships fell apart and new ones formed. And then I went to study and new ones formed again. And like, People were often coming in and out of my life when like when we had a common like going to school together, going to university together, they were there and then once that ended they were kind of left and there was no lasting bond. Um and I remember during my study time I was also I was working a whole lot. I was working in a student organization and doing the university work and then when I had these phases where there was a bit more space in my calendar. I often felt like fell into kind of a hole and felt really bad. And I, like looking back now, I just in those moments could feel how I was actually quite lonely. Um, but I didn't really have the words for any of that. I didn't really have the words for how I was feeling. Um, yeah, but now I know that I was really not very good at connecting with people on a more emotional level. So I was often connecting with people just on like a mental level and like having discussions about all kinds of topics and really enjoying that but I was missing this piece of yeah just being there emotionally and having this emotional bond with people and actually like leaning on people for support or asking people for help and like giving that to others as well and like being in this in this dynamic that's really um yeah forms like a more lasting bond and um yeah so that was really challenging for me to kind of come out of um so it's been like a long journey of coming more in touch with my own emotions finding words to express how i'm feeling um and i also asking people to um yeah listen to that to be with me when i'm in emo in emotional states and um yeah to accept support to give support to other people um yeah, so that's that was basically my my introduction for now. <laughs> How about you? I realize that 
at the beginning of your introduction, you were saying that not everybody struggled with friendships necessarily. Um, that's actually something we've talked about, that friendships were not such a big topic for me. They have been a topic, but what's been a bigger topic for me in terms of relating um, is actually romantic relationships. And um, as we proceed with this episode, I think we're going to talk about how there are parallels in both of these things. But for me, the the story I've been carrying or the the experiences that I've repeated multiple times has mm -hmm. been about not choosing partners that value me and um, not being in romantic interactions that actually feel good, but rather choosing partners that I thought I needed to somehow impress and um, doing whatever it took to keep them. And this just the same story just repeated with so many different people that it became pretty clear that it's not really about the person. And um, I, you know, initially I was blaming all these men and being like, you did this and you did that. But then if a certain thing repeats, if a thing repeats a certain number of times, um, at least to me, it becomes apparent that I'm the common denominator and that there's something that I'm doing that is continually placing me in these situations where I'm not satisfied, they're not satisfied. And um, we spoke in a previous episode about self-worth and also how that played a huge role for me. But um, I think the relationships that I've been in have little by little improved, improved, improved. And that's also improved improvement based on how my view of myself has improved. So it's been a big topic. It's um, still something I'm working on, but it's definitely something that I've experienced a lot of growth in. So I'm very excited to talk about some of the lessons that have come up for me. And I think, as we also said right in the beginning of our podcast, like we are not really interested in dwelling on this happened and this person did that and I did that. It's much more what are we taking from that and how can we sort of crystallize it in a way that feels like, you know, we've worked with the material somehow and then we've come out the other end with something positive or maybe not positive, but maybe just something to work with. And that's been my experience at least. So we would like to sort of dive into different learnings and approach them from a few different angles and see what these two topics have in common. And I mean, it's not two topics, it's actually one topic. It's relating in general. Um, Leonie, would you like to bring in a first point of discussion for us to talk about in terms of relationships? Yes, sure. Um, well, I think maybe I can start with saying how things started to shift for me. So um, I was in a psychosomatic clinic um, about two and a half years ago now. And there I really learned a lot of communication techniques to talk about how I'm feeling, also to set boundaries um, and to really open up to people. And it was a space where there was a lot of opportunity for that because there were a lot of patients. You would see each other every day. Everybody was kind of in the space of trying to improve their relationship with themselves and also with others. Um, so it was so it was a great playground for that. Um, and yeah, so I really started to be able to name my feelings, to tell the other people how I'm feeling. 
um, and also to set boundaries, which is, I think, a huge, huge relationship. Um, well, which is really important to have good relationships is that you can set good boundaries because um, for me, at least, I think I was also often keeping people away from me on, on an unconscious level because I didn't trust that when they come closer, I would still be able to set my boundaries in a proper way. So I would rather just keep them at arm's length and not open up at all um, instead of like being more nuanced and how I can let them in closer and then like, oh no, this is my boundary. And then, but here we can go further or whatever. Um, yeah, so in that time, things really started to shift and I felt like I actually started to form deeper bonds that also lasted longer um, and where I could actually lean on people for support. Yeah, do you know any of these themes or is it completely different for you? <laughs> No, it's not actually um, that different, I think, in romance and in friendships. As you said, um, there was a certain point where things started shifting for you. You said it was when you went to the clinic and I was reflecting on when did things start shifting for me. And um, it almost snuck up on me in a way. And it was because I was working on other areas of my life. Like I was busy working very much on how I feel about what I'm doing. I wasn't really even focusing on my relationships necessarily, but as that started to shift, it had an impact on my relationships. Mm. So I didn't actually go into any setting. Like funnily enough, I didn't even identify my behavior, my even somewhat compulsive behavior as a, any kind of a problem. I was like, this is normal. Like everyone just dates like so many different people and like jumps from person to person and like has the same pattern repeated with people. But basically the inner work that I was doing was then somehow making me like incrementally more uncomfortable with the relationships that I was in. And there was very much the same thing that you mentioned about me sabotaging my relationships unknowingly. So not mm. going into a partnership and thinking like, I don't want to, you know, get close to this person. I really thought this is all I want more than anything in the world is I want to be close to this person is what I thought I was wanting to do, but certain behaviors that I was doing, these sort of like protection mechanisms that I was putting in place was actually putting a barrier between me and that person. And um, it's such a sneaky thing because if, if you ask yourself if you're doing that, I think a lot of people will be like, absolutely not. I just want love. And we, I mean, I think most people or pretty much all of us just want love and we just want connection but sometimes we're so afraid of that and maybe afraid of what um, that would reveal about us or afraid. In my case, it was like afraid of revealing who I really was because what if the person then decided that they didn't want, you know, a relationship with me? It was like, it was, it's actually safer for me just to keep this at arm's length, just keep it, you know, like I'm saying the right things, I'm doing the right things, like we're taking the steps and everything, but they're not really... I'm not really opening up to them because that just felt too vulnerable. So I think we're kind of saying the same thing in, in many ways. Um, and like, did you find that when you had these realizations at the clinic that it impacted your relationships immediately or did you like, was it a delay between that or did it first some relationship change? Like how was the, the move to actually embodying 
this change? Well, I think there was one um, other patient that I, I really grew a really deep friendship with and that we um, kind of, we stayed friends after the clinic. So with her, I really learned um, or I healed a lot because I could really try being honest with her and like leaning on her and um, sharing in a totally new way. So I think we, I think it's really, in, for me, it was really Im important to have these people that I could try new things with and start relating to in a different way than how I was doing it before. Um, but also I think it's just an incremental change over time, right? And I think one thing that you mentioned in a way is this, that we need to connect to ourselves more and then things automatically also start shifting. Like you said, you didn't focus on, oh, I need to improve um, my romantic relationships or whatever, but you started doing this inner work and connecting to yourself more, being more in touch with how you're feeling. And for me, that was very much the same. The more I was in touch with how I was feeling, the more I could also see which relationships maybe were not serving me anymore or maybe I started seeing because I think beforehand I also often tried to keep friendships alive that maybe um, had already um, been passed their lifetime and people had moved on or didn't really have space for me in their lives anymore and I was like trying to reach out to them again and like try to meet them again and kind of um, maybe forcing it, trying to force it in a in a way. And then once I started being more connected with myself, I noticed more and more how that actually really doesn't feel good to me anymore. And I, I want to be with people that actually have space in their lives for me. Um, and that will, where well, I don't have to run after them uh, to get just a little bit of connection. Um, and I mean, it's not, again, it's not to blame them. I think that's also something that I really learned um, in the clinic mostly, but also afterwards is to not take things personal because so often we take things personal and we think that maybe we're not important enough to them for them to reach out. Maybe we're not good enough, whatever. And yes, we maybe we are not important enough to, for them, but that's just because of where they are at in their life. And it's, it says nothing about me. Um, everything it says is that maybe I don't need to run after them anymore and I can start looking for people that um, want me to play the role in their lives that I also want to play. <laughs> for sure. I think that as we start filling our own cups more, we almost naturally or automatically lose interest in interactions that have this sort of grasping, wanting, not enough energy. Like when you fill yourself up and you sort of, you feel more content with who you are, it suddenly becomes unappealing to be in a dynamic that is like, you're not sure if this person is really interested or like they're, you know, on and off. And again, it's maybe not a reflection of, well, it's definitely not a reflection of your value, but it could just be where they're at. It could just be like they haven't maybe developed certain tools themselves to maintain a friendship or you're not high on their priority list or whatever. Like it needn't be personal, but at the end of the day, when you develop your self-esteem and you, you know, you become more confident in yourself, it's like, why would I choose to have a person like this who's not able to meet me there? 
and then like it's oh, I find that things sort of I mean it they can be dissolved like a relationship can dissolve in a not very elegant way but sometimes things just naturally shift apart because you're just not a match anymore like maybe when you entered the relationship you felt like you were like lacking something they felt that they were lacking something and somehow you made a good puzzle piece or you know it's 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 like you you naturally fit together but then when you start sort of like filling out your own puzzle yourself and you're like I'm a fully intact puzzle now I would only be friends with somebody that makes me feel that like <laughs> two puzzles is better than one or something like that's <laughs> the only condition that that it makes sense now to engage in this relationship um but that's a very very difficult thing to do if you yourself feel that there's something wrong with you and i think almost all of us have that belief somewhere in there like i think yeah. it's nice to think we all think that we're enough at all times but i think that's a really lifetime progression of getting more and more and more comfortable with who you are and not having this fear of like if i don't have this person then i'm you know worthless or yeah yeah and one thing you mentioned that was really important for me um i mean you mentioned it in a way is that for me i had to find ways to nourish myself to kind of come out of this loneliness or hunger for more connection for deeper connection um and i think is for this is for friendships and for romance likewise i think when we are kind of uh, in the negative so to speak so we're really hungry for connection or for um yeah whatever you're seeking for in a relationship then it can be so hard to let things evolve naturally and to not start pushing and pulling on someone and trying to force things and um we also kind of lose touch with like the little signals of where people are at but we just get into our heads in this fantasy of this is how i want it to be um which i think is natural because if you think about like food for example When you're starving, you're uh, also not as discerning about um, kind of the kind of food you want to have or you don't have maybe time to uh, cook a long meal or cook a good meal or whatever. And I think it's the same with relationships that we just are not, when we are not nourished, we're not in a place to just let things evolve naturally. Um, so I think over time, of course, this, this takes time, but um, I've found these different spaces also um, to be in different groups and th settings that nourish me in a way um, without having to put pressure on one certain relationship to give me a, a certain thing. Um, yeah, so I could relax much more. 100%. Yeah, just taking the pressure off a relationship is probably the best thing you can do for any relationship that you have in your life where you don't treat that person that friend or that partner or whoever as the thing that's gonna fill you up um because that's an unrealistic expectation <laughs> in any in any case but then it might work for a while like you it might actually the thing is it's not like you can't do that you can you, i mean most people live their whole lives that way like you can function but it's a very uh short-lived um high because then as long as that person's doing the right things then You know, as long as they're acting the way that you want to, as long as they're addressing the sort of um, particular um, pain point of yours, you know, you can keep going for a while. And I think that's when people are in the honeymoon phase in either romantic relationships or friendships, 
it could be this thing where you're like, oh, this person's the best and they're doing this and they're doing that. And like, they just make you feel so good about yourself. But when they inevitably disappoint you because they're a human being, they will disappoint you. Then if you're not secure in yourself and, you know, you're not able to generate that for yourself, like the, you fall so, so far and you then also have the potential to be super bitter with this other person or think that they did this or, you know, they were, everything was good. And now, now it's not. And I think if you're more, if you're on more stable footing with yourself, if you feel more like, you know, you know, what's true for you, then the potential to have a relationship that's really nourishing is just that much higher because it's like two full cups that are contributing to something beautiful, um, you know, that you're building together. So I don't think that like the combination of two people is like just one plus one equals two. Like I do think there's real magic that can be created in a dynamic with two people. So I think we're kind of, relational creatures i think relationships are a huge 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 part of our experience on earth so when you have an incredible friendship or an incredible relationship and you're both approaching it from sort of a more um already nourished place like the possibilities are endless but it's very difficult to um form those relationships if you're still in this like enough like I'm gonna grab some of yours or like make me feel this way or please say that again or like you know make sure that you always do this and I think um I don't think that you have to necessarily start a new relationship for that to be the case I know of many relationships that have successfully transitioned friendships or romantic relationships that have transitioned from being the one person you know craving something from the other person and you know then you just having this sort of like getting a fix, like almost like an addiction from the other person. But then if you, if one of you starts to transform, I think one or one of two things is going to happen. Either the other person is going to be infected by that and you're both going to transform together or at a certain point, you're going to realize like maybe this isn't the match that mm. is going to, you know, take me forward, which is quite a tough reality. I think that we've both experienced. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's often been the case um, during the last years that people came into my life and they really helped me heal also and they helped me nourish myself and like really get that connection that I was craving for. And then they kind of left again <laughs> for some reason or another. Um, so I've had lots of friends and in general people also that I dated and so on come into my life and then be there for a while and then leave again but what I've also kind of I've come to this place where I trust that the right people come into my life at the right time mm -hmm. and um, when they leave maybe it's also time for us to move on and I've kind of I'm I just I try to focus more on what I was given through that relationship and the things that I was nourished by and um yeah the the great time that i had with that person and then to also allow myself to maybe grieve that the re relationship is coming to an end but then also to just let people go um and know that another person will come into my life um yeah because for me it's it's mostly been this way that people come i learn something i, I have a great time with them and then for some reason it splits up again <laughs> that was so 
relaxing to hear you say just like trusting that the right people come at the right time like if you just like listen to those words like or mm-hmm. i'll repeat it now like i trust that the right people come into my life at the right time like as i say it like or every cell in my being is just like ah oh, chilling like in the sun on the beach like <laughs> i don't have to perform i don't have to like make this crazy show i don't have to like contort myself into this position to keep this person because i think it's not saying don't put effort in effort is for no. sure necessary in any relationship but there's a certain point where like if you're working against gravity to try to keep this thing alive and to try to keep a relationship going like it's trying to tell you something like it's reached its time or a radical transformation needs to take place that comes from both sides but just knowing that if you lean into that trust you really will I believe this for every single thing but also definitely for relationships like you'll get what you need at that time and yes. it's sometimes difficult to uh detach our expectations because if you meet someone fantastic obviously the first thing you're going to think is like please don't leave like stay with me or like this is so great but i think an acceptance of like people can have different roles in our lives and sometimes their role is literally just to come in show you something your combination shows you know that like you learn something together and then you move on and that's not wrong and i also think that there's maybe it's just in the culture that i grew up in i'm not sure if it's a universal thing but i've felt a lot of pressure to hold on to relationships because that's just what you do like these are your mm-hmm. old friends or like you know why would you like just like trade your old friends in for a new model that was kind of like this the <laughs> mentality that i grew up with I did it anyway but it felt like there was almost this judgment on like you're actually supposed to keep the same people around but mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case it could be that somebody is with you for your whole earthly life there are people that are still with me from you know long 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 ago and I hope they will always be but I think there's definitely a place in this world for relationships with a different timeline and um also a topic i'd like to bring in we haven't spoken about it much but i find it very interesting is the co- concept of either having a karmic relationship or a dharmic relationship and these are two words that i've been introduced to a few years ago and it's the concept of like some relationships and some circumstances and some people are literally something for you to heal something or deal with something or like process something specific but once you've learned that lesson you don't need that interaction anymore because mm. this person came to do a certain this interaction and that's what i think has been was happening with me in all the different um partnerships that i was in there was one lesson that i was trying to learn my soul was trying to learn and it was i was just not getting it <laughs> i was just <laughs> having to learn it was like all these different people until a certain point where a certain pattern in me shifted where I was like oh i get it like this is i don't want this this is terrible i'm doing the same thing and then as soon as that happened the quality the quality of my relationships shifted and like those karmic as i call them relationships then didn't really have a place anymore because they'd already come to teach me the lesson so that's the one the karmic and then the dharmic comes from the word dharma um maybe I'll link to the definition in the show notes but it's more about like there is a certain point where you've 
worked on certain commas and now the lesson is for you to build on that and to expand. So you don't have to deal with things that you come into this life with. You can work on things to expand in this life. So this is quite a spiritual concept and I'm just, you know, speaking about my own <laughs> view on it, but I kind of understood now, like I consider our friendship, for example, a dharmic relationship, mm. which is more about like, it's more purpose related. It's more like it's building, expanding, it's taking us forward. It's moving, you know, we're growing together and we're not, I mean, maybe yeah, we're still doing like some little karmic interactions at times. Like I don't think it's like completely clean that you're just the one or the other, but it's like, I feel like I've graduated in a sense from a certain type of friendship also. And now that that's happened, like now people like you are in my life that have a different purpose. Like the friendship has a completely different feeling to it. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but that was my little yeah. Dharma and Dharma. <laughs> I want to um, link this actually back to the topic of trusting that the right people come in at the right time, because especially in our friendship, for example, I know that, and I, we've talked about this before, um, I know that if we had met like two years earlier or three years earlier, the relationship that we have now would not have been able to develop in the same way. Um, just because when we met, like in the begin in the first few months or something, we had a few conflicts and like we were kind of trying to figure out what kind of relationship we are going to have. And those kind of interactions that we had I don't think I would have been capable, like I wouldn't have had the skills to navigate that in this way that I can um, not freak out when there's a little conflict and like, I don't know, um, start pushing and uh, pulling. And I mean, I did a little bit of that sometimes, but not in a like the extreme way. And because some years ago, I wouldn't have been able to have a conflict in a relationship because I wouldn't have felt safe enough. Like I never had really had conflict with friends because they were we were just not even close enough to have conflicts I, I maybe and this year I had so many conflicts with so many people and it, sometimes it was like what is happening but actually I think what was happening is that I was so much more connected to myself I was getting closer to people I was able to set boundaries I was with people who themselves were able to set boundaries um, and actually then what I learned is that through these conflicts the relationships could actually deepen quite a lot because we got to know each other better. And also the trust in the relationship just expanded by knowing that we can get through conflict and we are able to set a boundary without the other person being um, mean or, um, I don't know, pissed about it or um, being hurt personally and all these things. Um, And so, yeah, I, like looking back, I can always see how maybe I would have wished for a relationship like this already six years ago. But now looking back, I can see how I, I wasn't at a place where that would have been even helpful or possible um, in my life. 100%. That's, I, I agree with the, the concept of conflict being actually a good thing. And like being able to have the capacity for conflict is, I think, a really good sign. And conflict, I don't see conflict as something that breaks down. For me, conflict, it could. But as we were talking about the kind of conflict that is expansive and that you build on and that you, you have a conflict, but you're both interested in resolving it and not interested in the sort of egoic, like, I have to prove that I'm right. But it's like, 
we want, we believe in this relationship. In our case, we believe in this friendship and we both wanted to move forward. So bringing up things that can be called conflicts or, you know, things that are conflict situations, it's essential for the relationship to survive because if we don't, if we suppress that and we don't bring up this thing that we, you know, this boundary or this whatever thing that's important to us, it impacts the relationship, maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but it accumulates and eventually like you're doing harm and you're corroding this relationship. And I think it can be difficult to see that because I also think many people have painted a picture of like, if it's the right relationship, then it's perfect. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think if you develop a healthy relationship with the conflict and you trust that if it's the right person to have in my life at this point, this conflict's not going to break us. Like if the conflict is going to break us, then, you know, maybe it wasn't the right thing or maybe the time has indeed come, but then wouldn't you rather know that than not? You know, the opposite is just keeping something on life support, which I've done so many times I've done it with so many romantic relationships where I knew I understood the relationship had reached its end but I was too scared to deal with the implications of that so I just adapted 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 to try to keep it alive but at the same time built up so much bitterness towards a poor person mm -hmm. who was just trying their best and they thought everything's great but I'm like the second I speak my truth and the second I tell them how I really feel then things are going to fall apart fair enough they did but it wasn't supposed to stay together you know in those cases no. whereas again as you've said for our relationship every time we've had a conflict we've been like okay back in the game stronger than ever <laughs> like let's <laughs> you know let's on to the next one and I don't think at least for me I don't harbor that with me because it's not like I carry that and I'm like oh but yeah, we had whatever it's not like that it's like amazing we know each other a little bit better like I communicated something you communicated something it can often be that what's important to me is not necessarily that big of a topic for you or vice versa but now because we like communicated and we both invested in the friendship moving forward like it's a really good thing like it makes me feel like the relationship is more robust after yeah. after interactions like that Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we're talking about healthy conflict at the moment. And I think that's something that's not modeled to us very much in today's world. Um, I mean, if even if you look at TV series or something, there's rarely ever <laughs> a conflict that's handled in a healthy way. So usually, like, we try to be nice to people and we're not completely honest and then at some point, like you said, we can be resentful or angry or uh, whatever and kind of sneakily try to get our way uh, throughout the back door, through the back door, even though mm -hmm. we're not able to honestly say what we actually want or need or um, feel. And um, then it gets really messy. And I mean, not to say that healthy conflict can be messy either, but um, what I really learned is this importance of learning to be able to speak honestly how you feel and know that the other person can handle that and will not take it too personal and will know that it's more about me and how I feel than it is about them. And then we can try to find a compromise that actually takes into account how both people feel. And um, yeah, we can learn from that. 
And it's a skill to develop also conflict. I was introduced to a book, and we'll link it as well, called Nonviolent Communication, um, which I think was written by Marshall Rosenberg, but I'm not sure if that's the correct name. Yes. But it was really eye-opening for me because I'd been attempting to engage in healthy conflict, but my word choices in some cases were leading to the interaction having a different result. And I think often the thing I wanted to communicate was valid before, but I was not necessarily communicating it in a way that um, the other person could receive. So I actually trained myself, I mean, not in any kind of formal way, but I mean, I read the book and then I started practicing that with people. And a lot of it I wasn't doing intuitively already, but it really just expanded my perception of like, what's a difficult topic and what's off limits. And like, you know, before I'd just be like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be awkward. Like, let's just avoid that at all costs. You know, let's, like you said, do every possible thing, you know, manipulate around the corner because I just don't want to tell them directly that this is what I want. So I try to sort of like siphon it out of them slowly (laughs) and find Mm -hmm. little sneaky ways, which people pick up on energetically. They pick up on it. Like you might think you're fooling someone, but they can tell if you're, saying that things are okay but you're manipulating them or trying to manipulate their behavior um so i think it's definitely something that you can grow you can develop helps to have an understanding person on the other side um but that um the concept of conflict being able to strengthen a relationship is absolutely like it's the cornerstone i think of any good relationship that you can talk about what needs to be talked about yeah and i totally agree that we need to have some if we didn't have that growing up we need to have some conscious training of how to do that Um, i mean that's what happened for me at the clinic Um, i think the concepts they taught us were very much similar to the nonviolent communication that you mentioned Um, so yeah that's also where i learned that and where i had the safe space to be with people who were also learning that and we could kind of try it out on each other, so to say, Um, Mm. because I think that's really important to have these safer spaces where you can try these things and maybe not start with like the most important relationship in your life or like the oldest one or the most uh, difficult one or whatever, but just try to start using these um, concepts in um, spaces where it's easy to experiment with that. For sure. That makes so much sense. And I also think in terms of practical guidance, like I'm thinking of um, sort of back to what we spoke about in the beginning, how our relationship patterns started shifting, how mine started shifting was very, very much based on an awareness of certain things and Mm -hmm. just bringing into the light what kept on happening. And often it was something that I wasn't even aware was happening. So I think there's a lot of things you can do to shed light on what keeps on happening in your relationship. And even it can look like it's a different situation completely, but if you boil it down to the core of what's happening, it's a pattern that you learned somewhere, that you picked up somewhere, and you're repeating it, and you're playing it out with different people. And you could do that. I mean, you could have someone else reflected back to you, sure, but they might not be able to always see you're 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 certainly the best person to identify and bring awareness to your own patterns and i have 
I have some ways that I practically do it, but do you want to say anything about that before I share those? Yeah, maybe um, just one thing that I have uh, kind of uh, become aware of over, the, over time is that for me, for example, I was really making myself invisible sometimes. Like um, I would, when in groups, for example, I was often in groups um, with other people on events and in the clinic and so on. And I would always be wondering why other people formed friendships so much quicker than me. And the thing is, it's, I, I'm not necessarily shy, so I'm okay with talking with people, but I would often not really show so much of my personality. Um, and also because I had this belief that maybe I'm not, uh, maybe people don't want to be so close to me or whatever. I was kind of assuming that maybe they don't remember me from last time anyway. So I better not go over and greet them because then they won't remember and will be awkward. But then, <laughs> so rather than going over and greeting someone that I meet, I'm meeting again, I would kind of stay away from them and like secretly look if they were approaching me. But then of course, since I was avoiding them, which signal do I give them? I give them the signal that maybe I don't even remember them or I don't want to be in communication mm -hmm. with them. So with like the beliefs that we have also shape how we interact and how we act. And so I really had to kind of sometimes push myself and be like, no, but I remember this person and I like being with this person and interacting. So I'm going to go over there and show them and tell them that I like them. And um, even though I might um, like notice that they feel differently, but I'm going to take that risk. Um, so in that ways, it, like it's still difficult, but also, um, yeah, having this awareness, I think about how we, what we believe about ourselves or how we interact with people that's very important. Yeah, and how we perpetuate it through that, as you've just yeah. said, like you're contributing to that reality staying true because you're subtly doing things, not so subtly doing things. And also, I think before you identify your patterns, you just you find the same thing somehow attractive. So pattern recognition for me started happening um, through my writing primarily. And um, I was using it initially as a like creative outlet to just write about painful experiences. And in my writing, I started realizing like, okay, now I'm writing about this person. Now I'm writing about that person. Now I'm writing about this person. They're completely different people. They come from different parts of the world. This person was when I was 14. This person was when I was 22. This person is when I was 30. Why am I writing the same thing about all these people? And that like, it really blew my mind to be like, I am just choosing the same patterns over and over and over again. And it was like, again, it started as like a creative, like a healing project, which is still going. But then it sort of brought this, it sh shone this light on these things that I was doing. In my case, a pattern was about choosing emotionally unavailable men, but then somehow turning like into... Yeah, like choosing basically a project instead of a partner. And I would be so angry and I'd be like, this, like he's not doing any self-development. Like, you know, he's not connected with his emotions. But then I would be like choosing these people to continue this dynamic. And, I mean, then I also reflected on I myself was not being emotionally open with them. So what I wanted them to do, I wasn't even doing. And 
I think, yeah, I invite listeners to try a little exercise in any any kind of relationship. Like you can choose literally any type of relationship, romantic, friendship, family, whatever. Just write about something that like, something that stings, something that's like an experience that you still have, you still have it kind of with you, even though it's long past. And write about a few different ones and just see, is there any common thread in there? Maybe it's just a feeling. Maybe it's just how they made you feel or maybe or how you felt or maybe it's something you did. But I think there's a really good chance that it's a pattern that's it's trying to realize itself. Like your, your, your body, your soul is trying to get you to learn this lesson to move forward. But sometimes it just takes um, takes a whole lot of tries. And having that awareness is also not necessarily going to mean that you are going to make a different decision initially. It might mean that you have this awareness and in your next friendship, in your next relationship, the best you can do is do exactly the same, but with awareness. That might be <laughs> the best thing you can do and it can be very frustrating, but it's not the same thing because you're going into it with open eyes. And then I, I always tell people this, that you eventually, you get sick of yourself. <laughs> you get sick of your own shit in a sense. You're like, oh man, really? We're going to do this again? And like, it does shift inevitably because you're, you, you just, you see it for what it is. And at a certain point you free yourself from that pattern. And it's the most wonderful thing in the world to look at, okay, now I'm forming a completely different kind of a relationship. And now best thing ever, something has become appealing to me, which I previously was like you, like for me now, like, a healthy, stable, calm relationship is like the most sexy thing on earth. And before I was like, oh my goodness, that's so boring. Like if I'm not <laughs> a therapist, like what are we going to do with all of our time? You know, and I didn't realize that. Obviously I'm saying that out loud and I'm like, that's a crazy thing to think, but that's like how I was in a sense constructing my relationships. So um, it's pretty fascinating to start doing this reflection on um yeah, what, what things keep happening and to take it a step further can be why. I don't think you always need to know the why, but it can help. Um, yeah. Have you had any experiences like that where you could like trace it back to a why and then you were like, aha, and then that made it easier? Or how do you um, proceed with these kind of awareness exercises? Um, well, maybe before I answer that... Uh... Since you talked about your writing, do you want to uh, quickly share where people can find it? Oh, yes. I recently created a new Instagram account um, called Venus Trine Chiron. We'll link it here. But it's a page basically dedicated to creative writing related to love and romance and all the things that I have learned and am learning. And I've so decided to separate it from my other profile. There are definitely links between the two, but I'm excited to have a dedicated space to to dig into this healing process. And it's already being very rewarding in my life. Um, the fact that I've acknowledged these patterns and um, that I'm writing about them and making art out of them. So thank you for referencing it. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, and about my why or how things kind of turn out, I think... For me, for example, what I've become aware of is that I had certain beliefs about who I am in relationships or how I am based on some um, experience that I had in my early teens with friends. And um, 
how people kind of interacted with me then. And I always thought that that's still how people see me. And it took me quite a while to realize that this idea I had in my mind of myself was actually not at all what people would actually see in me. And like people would perceive me in a very different way. Um, so that's also where it was actually really helpful to sometimes get some feedback or be able to tell people about this for them to be like, that's not at all how you are. Um, and so that was, um, yeah, that was a really interesting realization for me. Um, yeah, and maybe one other thing that I wanted to mention, I think one thing that also has shifted for me over time is that the more I came in touch with my emotions and like really started living more in my body and like feeling my body more, the more I could also make relationship decisions based on that rather than being in this mental space. Because I think often before when I would come into a group, I would kind of you know, um, get to know everybody a bit, but then my head would make these ideas of, oh, I think this is someone I will get along with really well, or this is someone I want to get to know. And then I would kind of base my um, behavior on that rather than actually feeling into how do I feel about, how do I feel around this person or how do I feel around that person? Wh where, like, which person do I actually get signals from that they want to be um, interacting with me um, and like being more in this like feeling layer rather than having this mental idea of this is uh, the person I want to be friends with and I'm going to do everything I can to get close to them. And like, again, like we said, manipulating the situation um, in a way that's really not useful. Um, yeah. Do you know that? I definitely know what you mean. I wrote yes, yesterday. I was writing about um, no, I actually did a video on Instagram. I think it was speaking about how I was entering relationships, acting in a way that I thought that people needed me to be, as opposed to how I really was. And then, of course, the relationship fell apart in a sense because I wasn't entering it in an honest way. Like I was making this calculation of like okay, this person seems to like that, they seem to like that, let me do this, I think we're going to get along if we do that, like, if I talk about this, because I think they're like that, like, doing this, like, mental craziness to try and build something, when actually, if I just, you know, stepped back into this trust of, like, right person, right time, you know, you naturally gravitate towards the people that are for you, and vice versa, like, there is there is something more, um, yeah, there's a truer way to relate in a sense that you have access to if you aren't building these mental castles of what you think you need to be happy. Yeah. Great. And now that we're nearing the end of the episode, do you maybe want to share a wisdom that you're taking away from today? I do, but just before that, I would like to briefly chat about, um, we were speaking about practical ways that you can sort of um, do these things and improve this and ways to, to practice relating. And I know that you're very interested in creating similar kind of healing spaces. Well, maybe not similar, mm -hmm. you're interested in creating your own healing spaces to help people with this. Do you want to talk about it a little bit, what your vision is for that or if anything's already in place or? Sure. Um, yeah, so I mentioned this only briefly, but I, over the years, I've been in several 
groups settings that really helped me heal a lot. And it's been different one. It's been therapy groups. It's been dance um, situations, dance groups, um, also my singing group, um, where it's been really safe to express how I feel and to explore my patterns, my thoughts, and to just hear from other people as well. And it's been so nourishing to know that I'm not alone with this and I'm okay with sharing this. People are actually value me opening up and sharing these things. Um, so, and I think that can really, yeah, just bring so much healing. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can, um, I mean, I'm definitely when I'm doing like a self-worth workshop as I started doing this year, um, I'm already trying to create this space where everybody can share openly and vulnerably. And actually, I've, I'm also very happy that the first participants I had also said that exactly this is what happened. So, um, yeah, and I'm also trying to create a, like a multiple week program where this might happen. And yeah, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I'm also very excited to see how that develops. Okay, I'm gonna give you my quick. I'm gonna give you my wisdom and wonder in one, or I'm gonna mention them right after each other. My wonder is just realizing there are so many beautiful ways to relate to people, and it's wondrous for me to see the different kinds of access I have to relationships now that I, you know, been to like how it was for me before. Like it's a completely different world to relate when you're secure in yourself, and. My wisdom is just to keep in mind that all of us have these challenges in some or other field in our lives. It might be friendships, it might be family, it might be relationships, romantic, we don't know. But everybody's sort of fighting a little bit of a battle of their own in these realms. So when you interact with people, keep it in mind because you might not always know what their particular challenge is. Back to you. What are yours? Um, I think my wonder for this episode is um, also how relationships developed and maybe something that I didn't mention before, but over the last years, as I've done this work, my relationship with my family, for example, with my parents and my sister has really deepened and just come to a new level. And it's been really interesting because, as I said, a lot of other people have come and gone um, so there's actually, except my family, there's not a whole lot of people that um, play a, an important role in my life today and have already been in my life longer than three, four years. Um, but obviously my parents and sister have been there a while. <laughs> and yeah, it's been really, it's been really beautiful to watch that develop over time. Um, and then my wisdom, something I wanted to mention earlier is that um, I think it's so easy to have this concept that we grow up with of how relationships should be. Um, but actually, relationships are so individual to each one of us. Like you said before, you grew up with this concept that you, have, you find your friends and then you keep them for life and then you don't change that. And I think it's unrealistic that there's this one way of doing things. Like somebody might have like, one or two really close friends another person might have like a big group that they always do everything together and um yeah so i think that's just very individual fantastic 
thanks for this great episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you resonate with Wonders and Wisdom, please follow us, leave a comment, or give us a rating if you're listening on Spotify. We would love to hear from you. Thank you.